Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. I don't know about you, but there's some things that when I think about them just mess up my mind. Um, some of the, one of those things that, that just messes up my mind is like when I begin to think about our solar system. Have you ever thought about this, that, that you know, we're on a ride right now, that, that the Six Flags cannot touch nor Disneyland. We're, we're, the earth right now is spinning 1,000 miles an hour. Rhonda and I were sitting on our back porch last night, and I've been thinking about this. And I said, Rhonda, do you feel that strong wind? She says, no, I don't feel any wind. I said, neither do I, but we're going 1,000 miles an hour. <laughs> because I'm thinking, you know, like, uh, I know how it is. If, uh, you know, we were smaller. We lived in the country. You rode on the back of the truck. And so, you know, if you were driving on the back of the truck, and that wind going at about 40 miles an hour, it felt like it was going to blow you off the truck. And, and so right now, the earth is spinning 1,000 miles an hour. Not only is it spinning 1,000 miles an hour, but it is tilted at a 23.5 degree uh, axis. It has an axis of that. It's spinning 1,000 miles an hour, and it's not just sitting in place spinning. It is actually moving around the sun. Isn't that amazing? We're spinning 1,000 miles an hour, and it's 23.5 degree axis. It, it just is on that axis, and it's going around the sun... And, and it's doing it perfectly every day and every year. It makes that rotation. And you're like, duh, I know that. But I want to tell you something. Just think about it a moment. Who's making that happen? How is that happening? I mean, there's not like a string attached to the earth and the sun and saying, okay, don't go any further than this. Stay in this circle, you know. And then you throw the moon into that and the moon is rotating around the earth. And it's all out there in the middle of nothing. And it's all happening. Now, does that sort of freak you out a moment? I mean, like, just think about that. And I want to tell you something. We have a big God, amen? amen. We have a big God. I, I mean, it's just amazing. How in the world? You know, I was doing a little more research last night. The whole solar system, uh, they, scientists say, is actually moving together toward another galaxy. In other words, not only are we spinning like this, but the whole solar system in sync is moving toward another galaxy. It's crazy. I mean, when you begin to think about that, it just blows my mind. Another thing that sort of blows my mind when I think about it is I think about that caterpillar. I still haven't got over this since, uh, since about elementary. But the caterpillar, who, uh, you know, is a little bitty worm that cannot spin a web or anything, sort of like a spider, it doesn't do that. But at the end of his days, it says, okay, I'm tired of being a caterpillar. And so somehow it spins a web around itself and says, now I'm going to become something else. And it, then after 5 to 21 days of spinning that cocoon, it has a change that's unexplainable. And it becomes out a butterfly. It's a transformation. I, 
that just blow. I don't know, but that just messes with me. How? You know, and it's just a, a metamorphosis is, is an unexplained change. And that's what, that's what scientists call this, an unexplained change. And I want to tell you today, there's another unexplained change, a transformation. When you or I submit ourselves to Jesus Christ, and He comes into our life, there's a change that happens. And that's, that change is called a transformation. I, re, I remember, I've shared this with you many times before. I remember my mom, you know, I didn't live with her when I received Christ in my life. And I would go visit her and she would say, you know, Rhonda and I started dating. And she would say, Jeff, that woman straightened you out. That girl straightened you out. But she didn't know that it was Jesus that had caused that transformation in my life. And there's, been many, there's many of you sitting right here that, listen, Jesus has caused a transformation in your life. Amen. Amen, that's right. He, he has changed you. And so this is what I want you to remember today. As we talk, because it's so crucial uh, to what uh, is going to happen here next week. And so it's coming up on the screen, and I'd like you to just read this with me. Let's read it together. You ready? Come on, here we go. My invitation is the beginning of someone's transformation. It says someone, there's an invitation. So it's not just something that's going to happen. It's an invitation that's going to bring that metamorphosis, that change, that supernatural that cannot be explained. And so today, that's, that, uh, that phrase, you may want to write that down. My invitation is the beginning of someone's transformation because it's so true. Today we're going to continue our series called An Opportunity for a Better Life. We've been going over what we call our core four, connect, grow, serve, and share. And today is the share that I want to share with you. I want to talk to you about this. And when it comes to sharing our faith, to share my faith, I must be willing to do some things. In order to, in order to offer this invitation that brings about a transformation in someone's life, I must be willing to do some things. And there's four things today that, I, that we're going to learn right from God's Word that's, going to, that's practical for you and I that are going to help us do that. So let's go ahead and pull out our, our outline and uh, let's begin. You ready? So to share my faith, I must be willing to, the first thing, number one, is bring someone into the presence of Jesus. Bring someone into the presence of Jesus. Now... I love the Bible. I do because it's just so practical to me. So let's just see how this plays out. In Mark chapter 2, they begin to talk about Jesus. And look what it says. It says, a few days later. Okay, he's talking about Jesus. Now, why does it say a few days later? Because Jesus had been sort of outside of his hometown. He'd been walking around uh, out there and he met a person that had leprosy and leprosy was a disease that like it was a skin disease where your flesh literally was rotting off the bone and and that person that had leprosy could not get around anybody else and the leper saw Jesus and Jesus approached the leper and the leper approached Jesus and Jesus healed him of his leprosy immediately his arms his body got better he was healed but Jesus told him this he said listen don't tell anybody zip it don't tell anybody. I don't know if Jesus was using reverse psychology or not, but that guy just really went out and told everybody about how Jesus had healed him. And because of him doing that, 
the crowds began to pour into Jesus' hometown that we're about to read about, and this event began to happen. So here we go again. Look what it says. So at, a few days later, when Jesus again entered Calpurnium, the people heard that they had come home. So many gathered that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Now watch this next part. Some men came bringing to him a paralytic. Okay, what that is is a person that's paralyzed. Some men came to him bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. Now here's what I, you've got to, to set this up for us to see what happens here. Is you've got to get the picture. There's a man that is paralyzed. We don't know how severely, but he was paralyzed. And that he couldn't walk. And his friends decided that he needed to be in the presence of Jesus in order that he might be healed. What we know about the man, and you're going to find out later, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, is that this man had a physical problem of being paralyzed, but also he had a sin problem that was paralyzing him as well. And what I want you to know is this, is that the greatest disability of our time can be debated, many people debate that, what it could be, blindness, or it could be paralysis of, of our legs or our, our whole body, or it could be, you know, death. It could be, many people debate what that greatest is. But I'm going to tell you, the greatest of all disabilities is being disabled by sin. Because sin keeps you from being what God created you to be. And sin will stop you from being what you want to be. And it will, it will hold you down. It will disable you. You will not be able to do and be what you want to do and be. And you'll be able to be what God wants you to be. So understand that. So sometimes we have to go out of our way to get to people that, are been, that have been disabled by sin. Because many times they can't even see that they're paralyzed by this. We have to go out our way and do things that we normally would not do to get them in the presence of Jesus. So these guys went to the guy's house and they just picked up his bed and they began to carry him to where Jesus was. And so for you and I, sometimes we have to do that. And so sometimes we say, hey, listen, come to church with me. Like that's what those guys said. Come to church with me. That means that sometimes we got to call some people and wake them up. That means sometimes we got to tell people, listen, I will come and help you get your kids ready. You know, I, I will do whatever it takes in order to get you in the presence of Jesus. And because this is what you, you and I have to understand. Listen, when a person has been disabled by sin, they need a friend to get them in the presence of Jesus. Did you hear that? They're not going to walk in by themselves because, listen, they, all they know is what they know. They don't, they don't know. It's like chocolate cake. You don't know what it tastes like until you take a bite, right? You've got, you've got to experience it first. And a person who hasn't experienced it, it's like, ah, I don't need that. But you've experienced it. You know. And you know that the Lord is good. Amen? And because you know that, you're willing to do anything to get them into the presence of Jesus. Now, Remember, when a person has been disabled by sin, it takes a friend to get them in the presence of Jesus. And because I'm your friend, my name's Jeff, I'm your friend. Today, you have been in the presence of Jesus. Through this singing that's been going on, the presence of Jesus is here. 
And all that you need to do now, if you're not a Christ follower, is that you need to accept Him into your heart. And you need to say, Jesus, come into my life right now in order that He can help you with whatever you're going through. And so there's a, there's a prayer right here in your program. It's called the Prayer to Become a Christ Follower. We put it there every week because we're expecting you to be here. And we know Jesus is going to talk to you. So most people say, I don't know what to pray. Well, here it is. You can pray it. It's on this. And when you read that, you say, God, that's me too. And the only thing you do after you pray that prayer and read that and say, God, I want that, is on the back of this card. You just check the box that says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower. Okay? That's it. And we're going to pray for you. All right. The second thing, let me say this. So let me just, before I go on, let me remind you of this. My invitation is the beginning of someone's transformation. In other words, they're not going to have their transformation until I give them the invitation. So the second thing I would say of this to you, okay, so to share my faith, I must be willing to, number two, would you write this down? Do the unusual to get my friends in the presence of Jesus. I must be willing to do the unusual to get my friends in the presence of Jesus. Now, this story just gets more amazing, so it's about to amp up, so buckle up. Here we go. Mark 2 and 4 says, Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, notice that, they made an opening in the what? In the roof. They made an opening in the roof above Jesus, and after digging through it, lowered the mat the paralyzed man was lying on. Now, can you just imagine that? They did the unusual they couldn't get in the door, and so they decided that they would climb up on the roof and dig a hole through the roof. Now, let me tell you, back in the Middle East, in the Middle East, especially in Jesus' day, it was not plywood and shingles on the top of a roof, all right? So the, it, was mud, it was mud that had been packed together uh, and dried together so they could dig through that, and that's what they did. They were digging through the mud. Now, here's what I want you to notice, all right? This is so good. It is amazing how when you read the Bible and you begin to hear about the Bible, it is the unusual that always, or most of the time, precedes the miracle. Let me say that again. When you read the Bible, and when you see about God, what God does, it is the unusual that precedes the miracle. Okay, let's just start from the beginning. When God decided that he wanted humans, all right, he created the earth, he did the unusual. Do you know what God did? He did what we do when we go to the beach and we're playing with our kids. Is that God, you know, we get down there and we make sand castles and stuff and, and we can make all kind of forms in the sand, right? Well, when God got ready to create mankind, the first thing he did was he got down and he just formed a man out of the dirt. And God did the unusual. He made a form out there, and God breathed into that dirt. Can you see God giving that dirt mouth to mouth? Okay, I'm sorry. Your mind doesn't go like mine. I'm, it's just, whoo, there's a lot going on up here. <laughs> yeah, that's why I have no hair. There's too much going on. <laughs> and so he breathes, in it, and, and it becomes a living being. And then God, after he creates Adam, it's like, whoa. I mean, the Adam's up moving around like you and I. It's like, wow. And then God says, I can do better than that. And he got a rib out of Adam and made a woman. <laughs> Ladies, I teed that up for you. I, I just teed that up for you. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. You will never be set up better than that. 
And then he created a created woman. It's, it's just unu- the unusual precedes a miracle. You see that? I mean, that's why unusual. Go, you read a little further in the Bible, and it's amazing how that God just does the unusual before he does a miracle. There was a guy by the name of Jehoshaphat in the Bible. He was a king of Israel, God's king. And, and they, he got in trouble because there was four armies that decided they wanted to take over that part of the land. They were going to get rid of him. So four armies come together. They, you know, they, they outnumbered him four to one. And so he just prayed, God, what am I going to do? These armies are coming against me. What am I going to do? And he prayed. And God said, okay, I'm going to give you a great victory. Now you just march out there and you meet them and I'm going to show up. And I said, okay, God. So he's like, everybody, you know, God said, march out there. So everybody said, okay, let's go. But right before they got ready to march out, God said, whoa, wait a minute, time out. You know the choir that's usually back home that decides that when the victory's done, when you've won the battle, they sing when the soldiers come home? And he said, yeah, 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 I know that. God said, okay, I want you to get that choir this time, and I want you to put them in front of the army and tell them that they're going to lead the way out into the battle and that they're going to lead us into the battle. The choir gets to lead the army into battle. Now, how would you like being a part of that choir? I'd be saying, heck no, I don't want to go. Heck no, I'm not going, you know. But they went. And when they went out singing, I mean, the unusual, I mean, that's unusual, right? Unusual. And, and so as they done the unusual, as soon as they got to the, to the valley, they could look over into the valley, and those four armies that had come together to attack them got mad at each other, and they killed each other. The unusual perceived the miracle. Because after the battle, after they killed each other, the Israel army just went down there and got all the spoils that those people had brought and took them back. The unusual precedes a miracle. Jesus, he got into this act. I don't know, maybe it's God's thing, you know, this unusual stuff before the miracle. Jesus now is, uh, it's been on the earth, he's doing these miracles. And the first miracle that Jesus does is unusual. His mother, he's at a wedding with his mom, with Mary. He's at a wedding, and, and someone's getting married, and they run out of wine. And Jesus comes over, uh, Mary comes to Jesus and says, Hey, they're out of wine, and do something, you know, what do you want me to do, he said. And she's like, well, do whatever you feel like you need to do. And Jesus is like, what are you talking about, lady? And she left. And so Jesus said, okay, bring some water pots to me. He brought four water pots over there, and Jesus uh, turned the water into wine. It was a miracle. Oh, maybe you heard about the guy that was driving down the road. They got pulled over by the state trooper. The guy got pulled over by the uh, state trooper, and he was weaving in the road, and the state trooper said, Sir, you've been drinking. He said, Oh, no, not me. I don't drink a drop. He said, Well, sir, what's over there in that bag in your passenger seat? He said, Oh, that's my water right over there in the bag. He said, Can I see your water? He said, Yes. And he gets him, takes his bag, hands it to the officer. The officer smells it. Pours it. He said, Sir, that's alcohol. He said, Oh, praise the Lord. He did it again. <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> Some of you are going to get that tonight. You're going to get that. All right. <clears throat> But Jesus goes on, and, and Jesus, again, it's, it's the unusual before the miracle. There's a guy that's blind. He comes to I'm blind. Jesus, help me. Say, Lord, heal my, heal my eyes. I want, I want my eyes. I want to be able to see. Help me, Jesus. And Jesus called him over. The unusual. Instead of Jesus just reaching out, touching him like he did many times, and say, be healed, your eyes are healed. He didn't do that. Jesus went, 
spits on the ground, takes his finger and mixes up the spit in the dirt. Takes up that little clump of, uh, clump of dirt with, with spittle on it and wipes it in the man's eyes on his face, got a mud cake with spit on it and says, now go wash, and clean, wash your eyes out. And the man went and washed his eyes out and he could see. Don't you think it's a little unusual for somebody to spit on your eyes? <laughs> the unusual preceded the miracle. Now, I, what I, I tell you all that because SCC is unusual. We are an unusual church. Why? Because we believe that when we give, people live. We have done some unusual things through the years. So many of us have sitting here today, many of us have went out on the street corners and stopped signs and traffic lights and handed people bottles of water for free and gave them an invite card to church. That was, standing on a street corner, it's unusual to do that. Matter of fact, people are like, what are y'all doing? We, we went to, we, we went to uh, shopping malls and we went to retail places at Christmas time and we have done the unusual. We've taken and given a pack of scotch tape away. We've given a, scotch, a roll of scotch tape away with an with a invite card, invited people to church, and that's unusual. We've, we've, we've given people movie tickets if they would come to church. That's unusual. Not only that, but we've, you know, we've given Mother's Day the last four or five years, we've given free family photos away. That's unusual. But the most unusual that we've done lately is this, is that we gave five weddings away this year in May. Do you know that? There was five families, five couples that got married on a day in May this past year. And we, it was all free. We gave it all to them. That's unusual. You say, Pastor Jeff, why would, do we do all this unusual stuff? Because we understand that when you do the unusual, the unusual precedes the miracle, right? And there's all kinds of people that are in our church because they received one of those things. Our church is filled with people that were touched by the unusual and they received the miracle of God. And that's what we are about. Now, let me tell you something. Tearing off the roof is unusual. Would you agree with that? Those guys went up on top of that roof and they began to dig through the roof. They began to tear the roof off. And we're going to tear the roof off of this place next week. Not, not physically, all right? Okay, just want you to know. We're going to tear the roof off. You know what we're going to do? We're going to do the unusual. Next weekend, Saturday night evening at 6 p.m., and then all three services next week, we're going to invite our friends to come. You're inviting your friends. And when we invite our first-time guests, when they come, what we're going to do is that we're going to let you take them to dinner or to lunch. And we're going to pay for it. That's unusual. We're going to pay for it. We're going to give you a $10 voucher for every person in your family and a $10 voucher for every person in their family. And you're going to be able to go to the, the restaurants. that we, There's four of them that we selected and, and that they, they're selected us. 
And so we want you to take them to dinner. Why? Because we believe that when we do the unusual, God does the miracle. Amen? And there's people in your life right now that have been disabled by sin that if somehow we can get them in the presence of Jesus and we do the unusual to get them in the presence of Jesus, that He will do what we cannot do. He will do what law enforcement can't do. He will do what the principal cannot do. He'll do what the college professor cannot do. He will do what we can't do is that He will save people. Amen? Amen. Pastor, you're preaching good this morning. You keep it up. I will. Amen. I just amen myself. So next Sunday, it's it. It's on. The unusual. Now, watch this. Remember what I said. My invitation is the beginning of someone's transformation. Your invitation is the beginning of someone else's transformation. Okay, so the third thing I'd like to share with you is this. To share my faith, I must be willing to, number three, believe Jesus is going to help my friend or my family member. Notice what it says. Mark 2, when Jesus saw their what? Okay, let me say it again. When Jesus saw their what? Okay, so this faith we're talking about is not the faith of the man who is paralyzed. It's the faith of the people that brought him. And let me just tell you something. A good, a good place to just watch faith grow is in a SEC group. And I hope that you will sign up. They're in, in your program. You can sign up for a group. He says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, what? Your sins are forgiven. So notice that it was because of the people that brought the people to Jesus. It was because of the four men that brought this man to Jesus that Jesus saw the four men's faith and he healed their friend. Notice that. When he saw their faith, he healed their friend. And what I want to tell you is this, is that you and I have the opportunity to take action by invitation that, the, that Jesus may heal our friends and our family. It takes an invitation. Look what the Bible says. In James, it says this. James 14 says, My friend, what good is it for one of you to say that you have faith if your actions do not what? Okay. Can that faith save you? Suppose that there are brothers or sisters who need clothes and do not have enough to eat. What good is there in your saying to them, God bless you, (laughs) keep warm and eat well, if you don't give them the necessities of life? So it is with what? Faith. If it is alone and includes no what? Actions. Then let's read the last four words. You ready? Come on. Then it is dead. Now, can you get the picture with me with this man? who has been in his house, minding his own business, his four friends here that Jesus is in town, they come and they, they pick him up, and he's probably cursing at them. He's probably saying, what's wrong with you? Because Jesus, the man, the man has a sin, big sin problem as well. It's a physical problem. And so here they go. They're carrying him out his door. He's saying, what are y'all, y'all crazy? What are you, what are you, you nuts? And then they get to the place, the church, the house where, where everybody's at. It's filled up. People are lined up outside the door. And they're saying, get out of the way. I've got a, I've got a paralytic here. I've got a paralyzed man that we need to get to Jesus. But guess what? The church people wouldn't move. They wouldn't get out of the way. No, no, it's about us. They wouldn't move. I want to tell you here at SEC, we're not about that. We're about getting out of the way. 
And I just want to say thank you because, you know, in the, when you first come in, we put those ropes on the chairs. You know why we do that? It's to get everybody to move up. You know why? Because we know the people that have been drugged to church, they've been made to come to church, they're scared to death, we're going to pull snakes out. <laughs> and they want to be, they want the quick exit, so they want the back seats. And so we ask you that are the church, people that are saved to move forward so that unsaved people or people with small children can sit in the back so that they can feel comfortable being here. And you see, we're not like these people. We get out of the way. And so I want to say thank you so much for moving forward to make room for more people. Because listen, if you've never been to a church and somebody's drugged you to church and you've got to walk all the way down to the front because there's always empty seats in the front, you ain't going back. You feel like everybody's watching you, right? And so this man said, oh, I'm not going. I don't want to go in there. They're not getting out of the way. So his friend said, okay, well, I've got an idea. And then the other one said, what is that idea? He said, I think the, we can get him through the roof. Can you imagine being the guy that's, that's there, that's paralyzed, saying, what do you mean you can get me through the roof? No, we're not going up there. We're not going up on the roof. And, and so when he's talking, two guys have already jumped up on top of the roof. And then, and then they're up there digging through the roof. The other guy jumps up and the one on the ground puts a rope up under his arm. And they begin to pull him. And can you hear him begin to say, are you guys crazy? What's wrong with you? Listen, just because I can't feel my legs doesn't mean I can't feel my arms. You're pulling my arms out of a socket. What are you doing? And they're, and they're pulling him up, and his head's hitting, hitting the wall. They're pulling him up. He said, what's wrong with you people? They have lost their mind. And can you imagine sitting in church like we're sitting here right now, and somebody starts tearing the roof off? And, and not only do they, do they start, you know, when they start digging, it starts falling down on, on them. And when it falls down on them, and then, then they look up and there's a hole. And then all of a sudden they see a set of feet come dangling down. <laughs> what is going on? The unusual, the unusual precedes a miracle. And so here they come, here the man comes down. He's dangling down. And he's saying, what are you, you're crazy, you're nuts. Why are you doing this to me? But when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, your sins be forgiven because you've got a greater problem than your legs and that is you've got a sin problem. And when you've, been, when, when you've been disabled, you need a friend to get you to Jesus. So my question to you is this. Will you? Will you? Get your friends in the presence of Jesus. Who do you know that's been disabled by sin that they can't even see it? They've been disabled because they need a friend to get them to Jesus. I want to ask you now, on the back of your connection card, it says this. It says, I would do my best to put my faith into action by bringing someone to friend day. So that's Saturday night, next Saturday night, or next Sunday morning. And listen, I need some of you, now listen... It's, it's break week still, okay? And, and you can see this room is about 85% full. I need some of you to come to a Saturday night service or either come to the 9 or the 12 o'clock next week. Uh, you know, and, invite that so that we can make sure to have plenty of room for our friends that are coming. And shoot, I'm asking mine to come on Saturday night. And listen, I have chased everybody around that gym I go to. 
I have, I've, I've got this card, and, and now it's been so bad that when they see me come in, they go on the other way. That's it, it's just bad, you know, but, but I'm like, heck no, I've been in this gym for a year and a half, I've been sowing seeds, I've been getting to know you, even because I like you, I want you to know Jesus. Right? And then you can be healed. So I want to challenge you to do that. So on the back of your connection card, just sign that box so we can pray for you this week that you're doing that. Okay. Remember, my invitation is the beginning of someone's transformation. Okay, the last thing is this. Would you write this down? To share my faith, I must be willing to, number four, be blown away by the power of Jesus. Look what he says. Jesus said to the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Look what happened. He got up, took up his mat, and what? He walked out. In full view of them all, this amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, let's read what they said. You ready? We have never seen anything like this. The man went into church under the power of his friends, but he left church under the power of Jesus. And Jesus can do what we cannot do if we get people in the presence of Jesus. You see, the roof was no longer an issue, was it? Before, they're like, oh, who's going to pay for that roof? Who, you know, well, I can't believe they're doing this. It's crazy what they're doing. But when the man got up and walked out, when he got up and walked out, the roof was no longer an issue because we, they saw the power of Jesus. When you and I bring people into the presence of Jesus, we will see the power of Jesus. Look what the last verse says, Ephesians 3.20. He says, now to him who is what? Able. Do you believe God is able? Do you believe God can save your friends, save your family? Do you believe he's the answer? Yes. Him is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can even what? Ask or? According to the power that is within us. So I challenge you, why? Because my invitation, your invitation, is the beginning of someone's transformation. I'd like for you to stand with me. <clears throat> these cards, as a matter of fact, I'm sorry, I should have told you before you stood up. I'd like for you to grab these cards. They're inside of your program. Everybody grab your cards. It looks like this. This is somebody's ticket to freedom. Look, your invitation is the beginning of someone's transformation. I want to pray for you right now, and I'm going to pray that God help you personally invite someone with a card. Now, there's somebody that maybe you work with that you can't stand, and you've been praying they get fired or something. Let's just get real about it, right? I mean, there's some people that I've said, hey, God, you need to help them out of here. Right? Oh, I'm a bunch of angels is what I got. Here's what I'm telling you. Your invitation may be the beginning of their transformation. So instead of flipping them off, why don't you flip a card? Just flip that card right out. I got what you need right here. 
All right, you ready? Hold them up. I'm going to pray for you. Father, right now, in the name of your son, Jesus, Lord, I'm in your presence right now, and I'm in the presence of some great, great people. Every one of them in this room possess greatness. And God, their invitation is going to mean someone's life transformation. And Lord, as we hold these cards up, you know who we're going to give them to. We don't even know right now, but you know. And we ask you, oh God, that when we give them, that they would see you. And that the world would be changed because, Lord, you do what we cannot explain. This world, oh Lord, this world needs Jesus. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.